Chapter 14 The hunger never went away. Even as we spiraled down toward the Taxon homeworld, I felt it. I was thankful Lauren was safe back in the Jahar. I don't know if I could have resisted the Taxon's appetite. I really don't know. As we came in for a landing, ground control appeared on our screens and demanded our clearance. Our ship's computer responded automatically. Ground control told us they were backed up on offloading cargo. It would be half a day before they could unload the Yerks in our hold. I didn't know how to feel about that. I didn't want thousands of Yerks to make it safely to their destination, but I didn't want to slaughter them either. And I had no doubt, if we got away again in the Yerk ship, Aloran meant to kill the Yerks in the hold. The spaceport was a large facility, obviously still under construction. As we came in low for a landing, descending through orange and green acid clouds, we could see dozens of other ships resting in their cradles on the ground. Hundreds of taxons and geds and even hork were busy building, adding new capacity. But even amidst all the activity, we could spot the Skritnaw raider ship. That was our target. If we were right, the Time Matrix was aboard that ship. A landing beam guided us to a cradle on the far edge of the facility. We were more than a mile away from the Skritna ship. A mile isn't much in space, but on the ground, on an enemy planet, in a body that makes you want to scream, it's a very, very long distance. Whatever you do, remember what you are, Aloran instructed. Your taxons on a taxon planet. Act like it. The three of us, in taxon morph, exited out the hatch and into the air of the taxon homeworld. The first thing I noticed was that the sky was a pale gray-brown, the color of dust. The bright clouds were too high up even to be seen. The second thing I noticed was the smell. Everywhere, warm, living hearts were beating. hork hearts, Ged hearts, Taxon hearts. Blood rushed through veins. The spaceport was a vast array of ship cradles in a dozen different sizes and shapes. Some were taller than ten tall trees. Some lay almost flat, rising just a few feet from the dirt. Some were empty, but most held ships. There were slow transports unloading cargo, fighters in for repairs, even a gigantic Yerk pool ship. I could see the three spider legs of the pool ship towering over the cradle. There were shredder burns, and one of the legs was shattered. The ship had been in a battle. Below the maze of cradles was bare, orange-red dirt. Not a blade of grass, just dirt. There were primitive magnetic levitation rails running through the massive forest of cradles. Train cars, some open, some enclosed bubbles, raced back and forth along the tracks. Cargo was being loaded onto the train cars by Geds. The Geds were the Yerks' first victims, the first race they enslaved. Geds almost seem to walk on two legs, like humans, but they are actually always hunched over so that they can keep one hand on the ground for balance. We took an open elevator from the cradle down to the ground. As we descended, I counted two ships landing and one taking off. The maglev train zipped back and forth on the dizzying array of tracks. On the ground, big tracked vehicles moved heavier loads. Everywhere were taxons, swaggering hork and big, clumsy geds. Each was a controller, a slave to the yerk in its head. It was a huge, raucous, noisy place, 
full of steel and dust and the smells of solvents and taxon filth. Busy, Aloran muttered. Awfully busy. I knew what he meant. Back home, they'd told us the Yerks were being stopped by our forces. The average Andalite civilian thought we were beating the Yerks. But this spaceport was evidence to the contrary. The spaceport, just one of several on this planet, was alive with hurried activity. Suddenly, I looked up just in time to see a taxon slip from the maglev train track overhead. He hit the ground like a pile of goo. His needle legs crumpled and his worm body split open. It was pandemonium. Taxons came rushing from all sides. Wumph! A big taxon slammed into me, practically knocking me over. More of them, all rushing, came toward their fallen friend. But they were not rushing to help. They were rushing to eat the still-living taxon. Then I felt the hunger. It swept me up. I couldn't resist. I was moving forward, jostling to get at the screaming worm myself. Reaching, pushing, shoving, desperate to reach him. And... and... no! I felt my own mind snap back to the surface. It had been overwhelmed by the taxon's own instincts. But even now, even with all my willpower, I couldn't resist. It was as if I were being drawn by a magnet, as if I were being sucked into a black hole. The smell of the wounded taxon, the fevered beating of its heart, the... No! I was there, there, looking down at the injured taxon through my shattering compound eyes. I plunged my upper body downward, mouth open, teeth gnashing, ready to... No! No! I pulled back, but the power of that hunger would not release me. I motored my dozens of cone legs, pulling back, and the other eager taxons pushed me aside, heedless. Where were Arbon and Aloran? I'd lost them in my mad rush to feed. I pulled back and back farther, each step like moving a million pounds. And yet I did not move away. The feeding frenzy became ever more nightmarish. Taxons crawled over each other to get at the fresh meat. I managed to turn my huge, long, worm body around and ran from it. I ran as fast as the taxon limbs would carry me. I found a shaded spot under one of the towering ship cradles, and I cowered there, using all my strength to resist. Finally, after a while, the frenzy passed. Not because I had grown strong, but simply because I could now smell that there was no more meat left. The taxon horde broke up and slithered off in various directions back to their work. Where was Arbron? Where was Prince Aloran? I was lost and alone on the Taxon homeworld. All I could think of doing was heading toward the Skritna ship. Hopefully, my two fellow Andalites would be there. I had to remind myself that we had a mission. The Time Matrix. If the Yerks realized what was in that Skritna ship, there would be no hope at all. Then, although the image was fractured, I saw hork coming toward me. Six or seven of them moving in swiftly, surrounding me. There was nothing I could do. I couldn't run. A ten-foot-long worm does not outrun a hork One hork controller swaggered up before me. At a signal from him, the others all leveled dracon beams straight at me. Not that they needed dracon beams. A hork can slice a taxon to ribbons in seconds. And I had seen what happened to any taxon careless enough to be injured. Welcome to the Taxon homeworld, 
the hork said. I am Subvisor Seven. You interest me. Yes, indeed. I am very interested in any taxon who will not eat fresh meat.